The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from the Warner Center in Woodland Hills, California. We are live right now on YouTube and we're sort of live on Facebook just in a different way than we've ever been before. For whatever reason, Facebook is not letting us go live from our machinery today. So we're live from my iPad. So if you're watching on Facebook, you're seeing a much different view than you would see on YouTube. And I want to encourage you to migrate to our YouTube channel where you can watch watch us live there and see all the graphics behind you instead of the green screen. But if you want to see the behind the scenes, watch us on Facebook. I uh, want to remind you, that, as I was saying, that we're coming to you live from the Warner Center. This is the home for Autism Live. It is also the home for the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. We're going to be with you live for the next two hours talking about autism from a 360-degree perspective. And we're going to be live on several platforms, as I said, on YouTube and on Facebook and many other places. In fact, Gabriel is going to show you a bunch of the different places that you can connect to us. While he's doing that, I want to remind you that right now I've been promising you a brand new uh, website, and it is in beta right now. That means that we're asking some of our treasured viewers to test out our website to see if you like the new website, to see if there are any bugs. So we kind of want to have you give a, a, a first look, but also put you to work for us, because I know you guys are thorough, and you'll tell us if you don't like something or if a button isn't working. So I want to encourage you that we're still on autism-live.com, but if you head over to HTTP, it's on the screen there, backslash backslash beta.autism-live.com, you can see the new website in all of its glory. I think that it's a lot more functional. Also want to let you know that the toy guide is being featured on that new website. Right at the top there's a bar and it says toy guide. If you will click on that you will be able to see our brand new 2018 Autism Alive toy and gift guide. This is an extensive list of toys and gifts that we handpicked. We play, sat down on the floor and played with kids and talked to therapists and talked to parents and we picked a bunch of gifts that we think are uniquely spectacular this holiday season for the people in the autism community in your life. So definitely check that out. We've got some amazing videos that we're going to be showing you. And really, we're starting our festival of toys today here on the show. And so I want to start. Now, normally, i got to say this because I'm a little bit sad today. We normally start with endless games, but we're saving that for a little bit later. Um, and so today... Uh, we're featuring some products from a company called Sensees, and these were given to us by um, 
a, a company that has provided so many toys for our Sensitive Santa event. Can we see their logo up on the screen there? They are American Educational Products. I, I want to encourage you to check out uh, the things that they offer because they were so generous with us for our Sensitive Santa event where we're going to be giving away the toys that they gave us. But one of the things that they sent us that we happen to love are Sensies. This is a line of pillows and objects. I've got one here uh, that's just a little guy uh, and I've got another pillow here and I've got this fabulous one that we love that looks like a t-shirt. How great is this for a college student? And these are just nice pillows, right? But they come and they're super soft and they, they come with a device inside that you can load them with batteries and then when you hug them, they vibrate. You can put it behind your back and, and have a lower back massage, but it's sensory input. If you think about it, when our babies were little, we had those little uh, seats that we would put them in, the little bouncy chairs, and then eventually they made those vibrate. It's not for everybody. We have to be honest about this. Some babies love to be vibrated and other babies don't like it, right? Same thing with adults and with people on the autism spectrum. Some really like that input and it feels very soothing to them. It gives them something that just keeps the, the sensory thing going, which is something that's necessary for them. For other people, it's too much, but for, I just, I just hugged it and I got a little bit of a vibration there. Um, and they're super soft also. Uh, what a great, great gift to give the person that you love on the autism spectrum. And it can vibrate or not vibrate. It's really their choice. And they come in so many different sizes and shapes and colors. This one is a perfect one that you could send with, you could, can you hear it vibrate? Uh, you could send this off to kindergarten with a, a child who needs something every once in a while. There's a button right at the top of this um, He's a, um, I can't even think what you call him, not an octopus, but uh, I don't know what you call those. I'll think of it later. Uh, a squid. I think it's a squid. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I feel the vibration. And for some kids, the, this can be enough to help them to be able to focus. So wonderful, wonderful products, Sensies, just one of the many gifts that's available on the Autism Live Toy and Gift Guide. And again, they have soccer balls, everything that you could ever be interested in. Um, a lot of them come with these clips, uh, so you can clip it to a backpack, take it, child can sit on it uh, on the bus to help them to focus. Um, or as I said, for adults, I love this one, isn't that? Clever, that's look great on a college bed and a college room. Super, super gifts. That's Sensi's from American Educational. We so appreciate the donations that they've given us here. Okay, so uh, that's that. We have a big, big show for you today. We have Dr. Doreen Grampichet in the house. And uh, if you're staying with us on Facebook, and I'm just going to say, hi, Rachel Bird. Rachel Bird is watching. And Leah, we love having you here. Rosie, hello. Um, you can stay with us, and then you'll be with us during the breaks. You'll see the behind the scenes. But we do encourage you, if you want to see the whole show and get to see the things in the background, really you want to head over to YouTube. We'll probably stay live on this through one more commercial. It's a lot for me to hold it up. <laughs> We weren't planning on doing this at all. But in any case, uh, head over to watch us on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash autism live. Uh, we're not going to take a break. I don't even know why I'm saying that because it's time for Dr. Doreen. Before we go to Dr. Doreen, though, I just want to tell you that in the next hour, Gabriel, did I not even go through the websites? Okay. Okay. 
Uh, I'm distracted. Uh, in the next hour, we have uh, the fabulous Nancy Allspot Jackson. She's going to be with us, and we've got fabulous guests. Sarah Best is going to be here with us uh, with her assistance dog, talking about a wonderful program for assistance dogs and how she uses her assistance dog. Uh, and then we've got another wonderful guest that's going to be here and talk with us about a wide variety of educational supports that are great for individuals on the autism spectrum. Plus, we have In the News, and we've got another other one of the, our gifts that we're going to be showcasing in the next hour. But now, now it is time for Ask Dr. Doreen. Dr. Doreen Grand is the Dr. Doreen is an expert in autism. Doreen Grand Dr. Grand Dr. Doreen Grand Dr. Doreen Grand is a visionary in the field of autism. Now you can ask her questions on Ask Dr. Doreen. Uh, welcome back to Ask Dr. Doreen. We have with us in the studio Dr. Doreen Grampuche, who has been sitting here very quietly. I'm going to show our, our folks over here. Hello. Yes. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing this very wonky thing just, today. You kind of just need a place to lean it. Maybe uh, the pillow. I almost I almost have it. I have it go. now. There we go. Okay, we'll see how long that lasts before it topples off the, <laughs> the desk. In any case, uh, and I should turn it more so they can see you. I'll yeah, do that in a second. Um, so we're here with Dr. Doreen Grampuche. And if you watch the show, everybody loves you. You're just so, oh, so much I don't fun. think you know how many fans you have around the world, no, but no. you do. And Dr. Grampuche is a true expert in the field of autism. I believe the preeminent expert in the field of autism. Thank you very much. I used to say in our time, but as far as autism, there almost is no other time than this time. This is the time. And uh, you've been working in this field now for 40 years. Yes, we can proudly yes, say yes, that. Yes. Uh, no one would know looking at your skin, but there's that. <laughs> Um, and you've been working with individuals from very young babies All up through ages. senior citizens, which is an amazing thing. And one of the things that I really appreciate about Dr. Grand Pichet is that she, it's funny, I was talking to somebody earlier this week who was talking about how frustrated they had been when they started doing ABA because the, the people that they were working with didn't look at their child as a whole human being. Yeah. And so they weren't supportive of them doing all the things that they needed to do to help their child. And they said, didn't you find that frustrating? And I said, mm -hmm. no, no, I was at CARD. Mm -hmm. I was at CARD and at CARD, Dr. Grampuche sees our children and our young adults and our adults as whole human beings and understands that there are many things that they need that, you know, diet was discussed with us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't off limits. Nobody told us that we were cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because we saw our child speaking more when he didn't have gluten. Right, right. Um, it, that's not the case for all children. We always like to remind you that that is not the case for all children, but it certainly was for my child and it was for many other children. And, and that was honored at CARD. We weren't told, you know, stop that. We're doing Absolutely. ABA here and nothing else. So I appreciate you that you, you treat much. the whole child, the whole family. You look at the Thank whole community you. at our needs. And I, and I love how I have seen for many years now how you see into the future about what's coming and what we need. And you're always looking out for us. So Thank I appreciate you. Thank you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's that's helpful to all of us. Uh, okay, so we also want to start the show by saying that we've had some pretty horrific things happening oh in Southern gosh, California, it's been right? Unbelievable. And um, from the horrible, horrible shooting that happened in Th Thousand Oaks, that we there were actual card therapists that were at that location when yes, that happened. That's right. Uh, one who was uh, injured, yeah. but is okay. 
Yeah, right. One of our therapists, I guess, was lucky enough to get out of like a back window that that had been broken for people to exit from, and but he got cut on the way out, and then. From what I heard, a couple of other therapists went and took him to the hospital. Amazing. But I should really, I want to connect with our staff. It's just that, right as you know, right after the shooting, I mean, literally, I think a day after the shooting, yeah. the fires started up in that area. And now we have so much uh, chaos and panic going on in that area. We can't even get into Thousand Oaks. Yeah to try to assist our staff or the families or to try to figure out how we can help them in any way. So it's it's been a very difficult time for the entire Ventura County region. Yes, and, and there are a lot of people who are still evacuated. They don't even know if their homes are left standing. That's right. And if you can imagine what it's like for those of us that are in the autism community, and if you have a child in treatment, That's and right. when you have to take your child who's on the spectrum out of your home with 15 minutes notice. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, and literally, there were people who had 15 minutes notice that needed to get out, and you don't know if you're ever going to be able to come home again, and how you explain that to a child. And then you're separated from your services. Um, it's been a really difficult time, but CARD has been amazing how you've supported the area and how... We're trying uh, to help, yeah. I, I, you know, one of the things that I love about CARD, because it's so many offices, that it's a family. And yes, absolutely. This is not the first natural disaster that, you know, a couple of years ago when Baton Rouge was underwater. That's right. And we saw all of our offices come together and... They were sending clothing to mm -hmm. therapists so that mm -hmm. therapists would have something to wear. And they would send us lists of families and clients and say, you know, mom wears a size 10 jean yeah. and she has three children That's and they right. are these sizes and we donated. Um, the card card comes together. That's right. Um, and we will um, come together for these communities and for our card family and our card communities. And I think as soon as we're able to actually have access to those regions, we'll start sending in like, toys and yes. clothing and so on for all the families. I know people have already been gathering like um, hotel sample supplies because mm -hmm. you know the first thing that you don't have are things that you need every day like the shampoo and Toiletries, the toothpaste and yeah. yeah all of that. So um, I just wanted to say if you're watching and you're one of those displaced people please know that everybody's thinking about you and we're hoping that we want to thank the firefighters and the first responders who have done amazing things. Nancy, who's going to be here in a little while, will share with us because she's been in the evacuation zone. Yes. Um, she actually hasn't had to evacuate, but the impact that it has. Uh, Friday Absolutely. was Wyatt's 17th birthday. Oh, my gosh. And he had plans, you know, as a 17-year-old would for their birthday, and he had a birthday party on Saturday. All of that's been postponed because all of the freeways were closed. Nobody Absolutely. could get anywhere. At one point, Nancy, she'll share with you, but at one point they went, he, she took him to a movie for his birthday right, because right. school was canceled. School was canceled through Thanksgiving, and then getting home was almost impossible. Right. Um, so because I don't know the freeways, if you know that, uh, that uh, Hank and Dennis and Sarah and John are all evacuated. Uh, isn't that? It's so, all moved. so Dennis frightening. Dennis just got back, but Hank and Sarah is still not at home. Well, and do you realize the place, the camp where we went for two years? It's completely destroyed, I know. For our retreats was yeah. completely destroyed. They say they're going to rebuild by the summer, yeah. but all the cabins everything that everybody stayed gone. in, everything, this most gorgeous camp, camp that we stayed at, um, and had amazing times yep. um, as uh, where CARD came together gone, devastated. It's it's a really frightening time. Uh, but having said all that, 
we trudge on. It is the month where we give the most thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so we're, we're grateful for what we are, still have. And even though there has been a loss of life, we're grateful that it hasn't been more. Right. Grateful for so many people who have stepped up and taken water and food to our firefighters and made room for animals. We've seen that so many people have taken the horses and the uh, the pot belly pigs and the goats that have needed to be rescued along with the cats and the dogs. It's been it's uh, a really interesting time to see people rise Absolutely. and to see how people respond. All right, having said all that, it's time to get to some questions because yes. we always trudge on. So this was a question that came in that I promised that we would get to this morning. Uh, question for Dr. Doreen. My almost six-year-old with ASD is in a mainstream kindergarten class with a one-on-one aide. At our 60 review, I think our 60-day review, I discovered that he is not transitioning well from preferred activity to non-preferred activities. He's high-functioning, very verbal, but is obviously not conforming with schedules. It's taking five or six prompts to get him to the next task. This is happening all day at school. He doesn't do it with his BCBA or speech and OT, so obviously he knows how to transition. How do we extinguish that behavior at school, and do we work on one transition at a time or all at once? That's a really good question, and it's just from the language used, I think that it's clear that this family has some ABA training and familiarity. It's pretty obvious. So uh, it's not there's not a behavior here that you're trying to extinguish. There's a behavior that you're trying to increase. So uh, and as we all know, what is the beha- what do we do when we want to try to increase a behavior? Reinforce. Reinforce. So clearly he is not reinforced for transitioning. Um, and as you said yourself, he's going from a preferred activity to a less preferred activity, which basically means that he uh, is not getting enough, enough reinforcers for going to the non-preferred activity. So you now have to put in some sort of reinforcement and it might not be a natural reinforcer like it's not built into the activity but nevertheless you can do a multitude of things Uh, if he engages in a non-preferred activity for a short period of time you have to someone in school has to give him let's say a smiley or some sort of token that will then accumulate into multiple tokens and then he will be able to trade that for some sort of thing that he wants. So you essentially need to just put in some sort of uh, reinforcer and it's not gonna be uh, a natural reinforcer, it's going to be something that he wants. And then you just need to make sure that he's getting it for completing the non-preferred activity. Initially, you'll give him the reinforcers for maybe 10 minutes of a non-preferred activity and then gradually you'll make it 15 minutes, 20 minutes, etc. and then you'll give him the reinforcer at the end of the non-preferred activity. Okay. It's really that simple. And uh, something that's infinitely doable. But... Uh, very much so. I mean, if you think about it, this is we have this in our daily lives, right? So we go a certain number of hours and then we take a 10-minute break. Right? We know that we, most human beings can keep going um, for five, six hours and then have lunch. But nevertheless, we have come to the conclusion that people are more productive when they get a 10 or 15 minute break after two or three hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is a reinforcer. That's a reinforcer that we've placed in between a four hour session or, or work 
hours. So just think about that. We do, otherwise, I mean, we could also, like some of us, I, for me, for instance, I will generally work all day and then I'll stop at around four or so, maybe 4.35 and then I'll go home and I'll spend a couple of hours doing things with my kids and then I'll start up again. Um, and that is sort of because I need that hour or two hours of spending time with my family. It's a reinforcer. It's not just that I need the rest because I'm not really getting rest. It's mm -hmm. just that I need a reinforcer. So we as adults learn to build those types of things in. And you know, Shannon, when we don't get enough of the reinforcers in our environment, uh, well, we don't pa we don't ha have a meltdown or something, but what do we do? We find other reinforcers, yeah. which are not always the best, right? right? We might eat more, yep. we might, I don't know, do other things, go shopping or whatever, things that are not necessarily the healthiest, but nevertheless, we reinforce ourselves to keep going. Yeah, it may be antithetical to what we want to actually accomplish. So Absolutely, the, because it's a short-term reinforcer yeah. as, a long, as opposed to a long-term. Yeah, the, you know, we all want to be healthy, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, we just we need something or right eat then. or, right. you know, sit and play a video game instead of right. exercising, you know, um, all those things because right. we need that immediate sort of uh, reinforcer. I, I find that um, sometimes at school, teachers will, because you know, teachers hop around different grades. Yes. Um, and sometimes they forget for a moment what is feasible for a little body. Oh, absolutely. And, and if you think about it, uh, the first thing that struck me is here is this small child who were asking him to go from something that's really preferred to something that's not preferred. Right. And he's like, mm, you didn't make it worth my while. Right. Exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. I'm like, mm, I don't think so. And if you think about it, that's really intelligent. Right. And why would he want to go do the other thing? Right. It right. makes sense. I, I, I'm always frustrated now. I didn't used to be, because it used to be I would be like, I don't understand why my son is doing whatever. But now that I'm looking at through it through a different lens and going, no, that has a reason, and, and I can see the reasons, I, I hate it when people go, oh, well, that's just random, or that's just autism, or whatever. No, it makes perfect sense. Why would you want to go from a preferred activity to a non-preferred activity if there isn't some thing that's reinforcing about it? That's right. And so a lot of people say, well, then how come all the other kids do? Right. Right? And right. you have to think about that, actually, and let's talk about that for a minute. Why do the other kids do it? Well, the other kids have a lot of other aversives they are trying to avoid, which our kids are not necessarily, they don't care much about. So for instance, an aversive that most kids try to avoid is embarrassment. Embarrassment is something that pretty much everyone tries to avoid. And a child not going along with all the other kids mm -hmm will usually stand out and then will usually experience embarrassment in front of their friends. And where does that come from? That comes from them being able to think from the perspective of the other friends and realize that, oh, other friends are thinking, why is that kid standing out, right? Mm -hmm. Our kids very often have the, the a problem or, or a delay or a disability in being able to see someone else's perspective to begin with. So a lot of times our kids don't experience that level of embarrassment, mm -hmm. which is why they do their own thing. Yeah. I mean, it's really as simple as if you really think it through, uh, typically developing kids have that 
thing. One is avoidance of embarrassment. Another one is they really want to like please the the teacher. Yeah. They want they, they want to please their parents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And all of this has to do with perspective taking. Yeah. And our kids are often just kind of trying to do their best to get by and like they're not really fully aware of everyone else's emotions and everyone else's judgments about what they're doing. And so that's why they, they don't care about that. It's not an aversive to them. And it's, not, it's also not a motivator in some cases. Yeah, I also wonder because there's the whole social aspect of being a lemming. When, yes. when one person goes and gets in line and then two people go and get in line and then the other kids go and get in line because they're, it's socially, uh, they want to be where Accepted. the other kids are. Mm -hmm. They want to be part and, of and, the group. Right. And something, when you get people together, you know, something social is going to happen. Whereas mm -hmm. our kids are not plugged into that, especially in the early years. They're more into They're, they're the more things. afraid of that, actually. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of our kids avoid the social situation because it evokes anxiety in them. They don't know how to interact with other kids. Sometimes the, the noise level, the chaos mm -hmm. level is intimidating to them. So, you know, it's, it, it's a reverse dynamic where something that would normally perhaps be socially interesting or motivating or reinforcing is actually aversive. So the whole key to this is that we make it more reinforcing, we put something with it exactly. and make it more reinforcing and then we can and, make it happen. And as you said that, so that's the initial, that's why I said it's sort of an artificial reinforcer at this point. But if you think about it, as time goes by, as our kids learn to socialize and they learn to uh, like interact with other kids and they want to establish friendships and maintain friendships, that becomes more reinforcing. Yeah. And then, like you said, they want to fit in, so they follow through. I remember the very first time I saw that in Jem. Yeah. He was uh, he had spent that year at home with Card. Right. Then he went to, um, they had like a preschool program. It was called Fun with Fours. And he was going half day to that and not going every day of the week. And then we extended it. So he was going the full time with the other kids with a Card Aid. And then we got to January, and he got some sort of a flu bug. In fact, a lot of the kids got it, but he was out for maybe a week and a half. And I remember the day we brought him back, and all of the kids were like, Jem, you're back. And they were hugging him, and I saw this look on his face. And it was he Aww. was so excited. Yeah. And they had greeted him, and everything changed after that. He was interested in going to school just to be around them. Whereas before, that wasn't the thing. There were other things at school yeah, maybe amazing. that were reinforcing, but I yeah. saw, he was like, oh, they like me, they missed me. That's I'm so glad awesome. that I'm glad to be back. I have back. friends, yeah. I have friends. Um, and it was a, a precious awesome. little thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we should take a break. We're gonna stay live uh, just for this break on Facebook, okay. but then we're gonna shut Facebook down. Um, so you should be migrating over to YouTube and I'll give you a reason why, because we're going to play on YouTube now, the premiere of one of our videos that we made for the toy and gift guide, uh, that features myself and Charlie, which, uh, Charlie is, can we reveal course, who Charlie of course, is? Of course, of course. I'm uh, so proud of her. 
She is your youngest daughter. Mm, that's right. And she has been being an intern here with us at Autism Live for a couple of weeks, and she is We've spectacular. We've discovered she's a natural on camera. <laughs> she, well, she's a natural at everything. She is. I, I have come to the conclusion, now that I have met and and in some way worked with all three all of your three children, that you raise fantastic human Thank beings. You so this much. is another thing that we can add to the things that we <laughs> love about you. Thank you very you. much. Um, but Charlie is her own special light. Uh, you'll see. Uh, so she and I went to the Miracle Mile toy store, and so this is just one of the three videos that we made. It's uh, the beginning one featuring some of the toys for babies and young children. Uh, it's only playing on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, you're not going to see it. So I want to encourage you to go to youtube.com slash autism live, and then you can watch the whole show from there because we're going to be shutting this down after I address some of the comments on Facebook. So check it out. Here is uh, the beginning of the toy guide. Shannon from Autism Live, come on in. Hi, I'm Shannon Penrod. And I'm Charlie DeNocker. And we're here at, at the, the Miracle Mile Toy Hall. We're celebrating the 2018 Autism Live Toy and Gift Guide. So we're gonna look at some of the cool things that are featured in the guide. Let's begin. Charlie, let's talk about babies first. Okay. okay, I love babies. And babies need things to activate all of their senses, right? Yeah. So I love this toy. This is from Infantino. It's an award winner. Balls, blocks, and buddies. It sounds simple, but there's so many things that you can do. This is just one of the little buddies. How cute is he? <laughs> yeah. You can stack the blocks. All of the toys have different colors and different textures to them. And the little buddies can be little buddies. You can make voices for them and do all <laughs> kinds of fun things. Now, as a child grows, if you want to get a little fancier, I got something even fancier here for you. The Crystal Carnival. This is same sort of principle, stacking toys and shaped toys of all different sizes and colors, but a different, you know, modern take on it. They can even teeth on these. These are all safe to be bitten. Absolutely love this toy, the Crystal Carnival. Next up, we have my favorite toy. Um, these are the Googly Balls by Imperial. They are great sensory toys, and honestly, you just cannot stop touching them. They're so much fun to play with. It's addictive. They're Everybody amazing. Wants. And they're great colors. Really fun. Super fabulous. You know what else Imperial makes? They make bubbles. I love Imperial bubbles. In fact, it's one of the best toys that's out there for a child in therapy. The truth is that any child loves bubbles. They're really reinforcing their cause and effect. You blow, you can get them to speak using bubbles. And if you really want to reward a good child this holiday season, and I've turned it on already, but it's not <laughs> gonna spit bubbles. Uh, this is one of the most fabulous things that there is. Endless bubbles, you don't have to keep blowing. This is great for a party. Great for reinforcing 30 seconds. You turn it on and it'll shower them in bubbles. If you want the joy to start, Imperial Bubbles, get a bubble blower. It's fabulous. So Charlie, have you ever played with Legos? Of course. They're one of the most fabulous toys that are out there, right? And it's never too early to start with Legos because they make Duplos. And I love this particular Duplo set because it's got the pet friends. 
So you can put it together in all different ways. I mean, you could put the cat head on the dog body. It's very <laughs> fun, but there are colors that match. Absolutely love this set um, because of all the different things that you can do. And we're learning about faces and that's really important with autism too. Great starter set for any child. I love good sensory toys and Sensies makes a whole line of really super sensory toys. And they make them in different shapes and sizes and different feels. This is a soccer ball that vibrates, that you can hold, you can sit on it. It gives you that sensory input. What have you got? This is a jellyfish and it's for smaller aches and pains. It's really fun and it's fuzzy and very nice. I can imagine a kid would love to have this. Yeah. Really super fun. So this whole time, Charlie and I have been wearing these great shoe necklaces from ARC. They come in all different sizes. Some look like Lego bricks, but ours are very special because they say, best friend. Thank you so much for being with us today at the Miracle Mile Toy Hall. If you want to get any of the toys that we featured, you can visit your local Astra toy store. Or you can find more information at www.autism-live.com. That's where our toy guide is, and there's a link to every single toy where you can buy it right from our website. Isn't that cool? Thanks. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome back. A little bit of a asterisk there because it's only on our beta site right now. So if you want to check out the toy and gift guide, you need to go to http colon backslash backslash beta dot, it's there on the screen, autism hyphen live.com. And there's an icon at the top that says toy guide. We really need more people testing out the site so that we see that it works before we push it totally live. The old site will still be available when we push this one live, um, but we, we need more people. So please, if you would do me a favor and go over and check out our new website, click around, go on the toy guide, look around. The really cool thing that we did last year because you guys asked us is that you said, well, I saw these great gifts, but now I have to go look for them on the internet. And I had a hard time finding them. So we made sure it's interactive this time. So at the bottom of each toy, there's a picture of the toy and a little description of the toy and why we think it's great for a person uh, in the autism community. But there is a button that when you push it, it goes directly to a place where you can buy the toy, like right where you can buy the toy. Sometimes it's Amazon, sometimes it's other places, but um, you can buy it right there. We don't get any money from that at all. We just did that because you guys said it would be easier for you to be able to purchase it. So um, check it out. Tell me if it works, okay? Uh, but we're here right now with Dr. Doreen Grampiche and she's answering your questions. And um, I wanna move on to this next question. Uh, hello, ladies. Love to watch you guys every week. We have a 14-year-old with autism. He's smart, verbal, but struggles with routine, social interaction, awareness, daily living skills. Very repetitive behaviors, etc. We're having problems at school, academics, but also with his social behaviors. I just met with his teachers, and they all um, and they all complained that they feel he somehow had a setback, especially on his social behaviors. They called it a regression. And that's causing a lot of problems. 
We are working so hard with him, changing rewards, behavior plans, social groups, and nothing seems to improve it, but it gets worse as he gets older. No ABA therapist, just a regular therapist. They're in New York and they only cover one hour a week. It um, seems that everything we work on, we either get stuck or never move on to the next phase to eliminate or improve a behavior. I feel bad since I see his struggles and I'm also worried to see what's the outcome on his future. What are we doing wrong? Any advice and thanks. Should we, should we open up that can of worms? Yeah, we have to. Yeah. I mean, so the, there's too much going on here. There's a lot going on here, right? You have a smart 14 year old which basically means his hormones are also changing right now. So some of the issues that you might be experiencing have to do with an increase in testosterone. It's not necessarily going to be the future, so, but it is definitely the current time and it is something that you need to deal with. Um, there are so many different things that are going on. You're, you mentioned that he's struggling with routines. Um, with social interaction, there's a lot of comments about social behavior and, and it regressing, and I'm not sure what that means. That could mean that he is not interacting with kids the way he used to, or it could mean that he's actually aggressive towards other kids. I just don't know. His awareness, his daily living skills, he's repetitive. I mean, you have a lot going on. You have all of the symptoms you've just listed here, and you're not getting any ABA. And so, you know, to, to be very frank, what the only thing that you need to change here is that you need to get ABA therapy for him, um, and you need to get it pretty, uh, you know, as many hours as you can. At this point, given that he's 14, uh, I think the best you're gonna be able to do is to get him a 20-hour-a-week program which is quite a lot, uh, but it would cover his afternoons, evenings, and weekends. Now, in New York, if you have health insurance, not Medicaid because New York has not rolled that out yet, but in New York, if you have health insurance, the vast majority of the commercial plans do cover ABA. So that's where I would start. I would look at my health policy and, and find out if they cover ABA. If they do, you need to get in touch with a behavioral, an ABA provider. We are in New York. There are others who are in New York as well. Uh, but oddly, Shannon, a lot of people in the state of New York don't use their insurance yet. They are still using school services or school funding, which I'll talk about as a second option. Um, but if you have insurance, just any kind of regular medical insurance, you should really try to access that for getting 20 hours a week of ABA. And a behavior analyst, the BCBA, will be in charge of the program and they will really help you figure out each of these behaviors and put a plan in place. And there will be therapists, behavior therapists, who will work with him every day after school, even in school perhaps, on the weekends and start putting together a program that makes sense for him. Now, if you don't have coverage, the alternative is to go to your school district and to request services through your school district. You must be a little pushy on that because they're not initially going to, clearly no one's offered it to you, but you need, so you need to push for it. And let me tell you, there are 
tons and tons of kids who are getting services through their school districts fully funded and what what that means is that they're not not just during school hours but the school actually pays for an ABA agency to come into your home and to work with your child and to assist with all of these behaviors these are too many behaviors for me to be able to give you advice in this format uh, because what has to happen is they all have to kind of be divided and we have to figure out what the function is, why is he doing these behaviors, what are his reinforcers, how do we change his routine, how do we prompt him more, how do we reward him more, etc. And then it all falls into place. But if he's high functioning, uh, this is going to be a lovely experience for him. So please get that going. I'm always frustrated when a lot of times uh, people will tell someone mm -hmm. who has a 14-year-old and who's high functioning in some areas, if they speak, oh, ABA is not for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your child is too high functioning. Your child speaks. ABA is not for you. That's not true. Right. Uh, ABA would be great for this kiddo. And I, and I also, I know when a parent, especially in New York, when I talk to parents in New York and you talk about 20 to 40 hours, mm -hmm. people lose their minds because they, they're used to getting this one hour right. of speech, this one hour of a talk therapist, one hour of OT. And so when you start talking 20 hours, people's heads spin. But I want, take a good look at me. I joined a gym and I went and I swam the other day and I'm not cut yet. I'm, yeah. And I can't yeah. understand yeah. it. And I, I mean, I went, I right. swam, and I swam for like 30 minutes. Why am I not physically fit yet? Right. Right? This, you know, and my mind really, I, I mean, I'm intelligent, example. and I get it. But, you know, I expected to be thin the next day. I right. really did. And with anything where we're trying to change a behavior or change anything that's happening, <laughs> yeah. you have to put the work in. Yes. And, and you know, he has been doing this for for 14 years and it's grown and grown and grown and he has gotten used to I do this you do this and I get what I want right and it's not pretty and it's not working for you and it's not really even working for him anymore right, right. it's certainly not working for the school and and the older he gets the more frustrated he's going to get he's a bigger person and he sees other people getting what they need right. so you know I, I I feel for you because this is a very frightening time but if you do what dr. Grant Fichet said and do a 20-hour program if I were to go to the 20 go to the gym 20 hours this week you would see a difference in how I look to you next week right Absolutely. not not the not the be-all end-all I would not sit here and be a model but you would see a difference in me if right. I went 20 hours this week and if I went 20 hours next week by the summer I would look vastly different mm -hmm. and that's just a fact that is and so you know I just don't want people to be afraid when you hear 20 hours because I know I was when they said 40 hours to me I was like you're out of your mind I know it seems to be, but then think about the number of hours we place our children in school, right? It's 30 hours. Yeah. It's 30 hours a week. And if you just think about the rest of the time and what our kids could actually learn from it, and often we'll have tutoring for our kids because, yeah. but it, that doesn't, you know, it's not, no parent will ever say, it's funny because I, sometimes I'll have parents coming to me and they're very, very stressed initially about like the child is failing at math, right? And I'm like, really, like, Let's sit down for a minute and talk about this. Is it more important for him to get math or to speak? Yeah. Which one would you, if you had to choose, what would you choose realistically? And no parent ever thinks that math is going to be more important than speaking. Yeah. 
So, or communicating, you know, right. in some way. So why do we not actually put that level of effort into these other skills? Because norm, they typically, they, they just develop on their own. And we don't have to put the effort in. But in our case, with our kids, we do have to put a little bit of effort in. And I know it sounds like a lot, but it's not even as much as we do in school. But it's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of looking at things. Um, it is, definitely. It, it really is. And you got to shift your mind uh, to it. And But these are the people that I love and want to spend time with. They're people who, once they get it and see the picture, they go, okay, then that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. And I feel for you because all these things that you talk about, well, uh, you know, we try and then we never get and we get stuck and we never get there. Yes. And I just want to throw it out to you that... It's because it, you, there's not enough. It's me at the gym. And it's there's me too with many the swimming things. pool. Right. So you know, give it, give it twenty hours, and give it six months of twenty hours, and then come back and tell me that you're still stuck because I won't. I don't believe that if you're with the right ABA provider, that wouldn't happen. Absolutely, I totally agree. There's no way you'll be in the same boat if you put this effort in. I, so right now, I think what you need is a little bit of hand-holding in order to just get the funding and a program started. So if you can, you know, right now we're in the middle of November, if you can set your mind on, you know, in the next month and a half or two months, I will get a program started or I'll just get the funding for it at least and get my assessments done. Yeah. Uh, I, I, let me tell you, you've accomplished a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So do me a favor and write to me if you need any help or support uh, in getting that done or where to start or what to do. Of course, I'm always going to recommend to you to go with CARD because that's the provider that I had. Um, and you can you can check CARD's website out today. Gabriel, do we have the 800 number that you can throw up on the screen there? Uh, that's my email book that you just saw, and there's the 800 number. You can call into CARD today and say, I'm in New York. One of the wonderful things is that you can tell CARD who your insurance provider is, and they'll do the legwork for you and find out if you've got coverage. Because uh, a lot of times, I know we get on the phone with our insurance company, and it's the seventh ring of hell trying to get somebody on I the know, phone and give so you an hard. answer, yes or no, whereas these folks know what to do and call, and they'll call for you and let you know, yep, you have coverage for this or no, you don't. And then there are other alternatives, but you can always write to me um, to help you to figure that out because we're all in this together. Si se puede, right? Okay, we're going to take another break, and then we're going to be back more with Ask Dr. Doreen after these messages. Stick with us. Hey, I'm Candace Cameron Bure. Tom Bergeron. You're watching Autism Live. And you're watching Autism Live. And you're watching Autism Live. You're watching Autism Live. Do you provide care services to someone with autism? Recently, more and more children are being diagnosed with the condition and getting the support they need as awareness grows. But what happens to these children as they grow up? It's estimated that over half a million youth with autism will turn 18 in the next decade, and they'll be faced with a very difficult reality. As children with autism grow up, their services start to disappear or become very difficult to access. Things like medical care, mental health counseling, vocational training, and more. All services that are still desperately needed. The loss of support that youth with autism face as they grow up is so severe that it's referred to in the autism community as falling off a cliff. Adults with autism need the same level of support they had as children to avoid falling off the services cliff. Introducing Skills Living, the web-based software designed specifically to help transitioning youth and adults with autism so they can avoid the cliff 
and instead fly to success. With Skills Living, help your learner with autism develop the skills they need in all the critical areas of adult life, including self-control, planning, and problem solving, effective communication, performing life skill tasks for independent living, acquiring and maintaining employment or other meaningful activities, developing and maintaining social skills and relationships, accessing transportation and public services, and being safe. Skills Living includes a comprehensive assessment, a data collection mobile app, behavior intervention plan builder, and automatic progress reporting. It also provides a complete curriculum addressing 16 key areas spanning the entire range of functioning adulthood. Skills Living is easy to use and can be implemented by schools, parents, and autism service providers. Call or click today for your free demo and see how Skills Living can help your learner with autism avoid the cliff and instead reach their fullest potential. Skills Living. Wish. Learn. Become. Welcome back to Autism Live. You know what it reminded me when you were talking? I didn't get the disclaimer. We had so many things going on with the Facebook. I didn't say that, you know, in this format, that even with the kind of caliber of expert that we have in Dr. Grand Pichet, there is no one who can give individual specific advice. Right, so we're right. giving uh, information, uh, she's giving information that is uh, of a general nature to help right. you to know uh, what questions to ask the people who actually have eyes on whoever the individual is. It would be disrespectful to uh, imply Absolutely. anything else. So I want to continue on with some questions here. Uh, I am having trouble. I apologize to the two people who wrote in specific things on Facebook. I'm having trouble accessing your comments, but I will be able to see them after the show and I will make sure that we get back to you. Uh, so who is the best professional to diagnose or present a prognosis for a child uh, with autism between the ages, uh, with the age of 4.8 years old? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I think that diagnosis is pretty easy for someone who's an, uh, who has expertise in autism. It would be either a licensed psychologist or a psychiatrist or a developmental pediatrician. Those are your three choices. Uh, now, that's a very different thing than prognosis. Prognosis, you really would want someone who has been seeing and working with individuals on the field in the field for a long time. And so and that's a little bit harder because most of the uh, medical professionals, so let's say pediatricians uh, or psychiatrists, will not really have a lot to do with the future uh, because they don't do treatment. Uh, the treatment of autism is usually done by a behavior analyst, and a behavior analyst is not someone who diagnoses. So it's a little bit hard. Your ideal individual is someone who's a psychologist and a behavior analyst, and then that person can talk to you more about both the diagnosis and the treatment and how the treatment can change the child. Um, there are more and more of those people. I'm one of those people. I would love to be able to help you. I don't know where you are. I have a pretty long wait list, but you know, if you can't find someone else, then I'm happy to help you. Also, if someone is diagnosing, they need to be licensed in the state where you live, unless you come to where they are, obviously, and then they can diagnose you there. 
Well, that's going to lead me into a question that I have on the next page for you. Sure. Hello, Shannon and Dr. Doreen. I want to know if Dr. Doreen does conference calls via camera, and if mm -hmm. she does, how can I make an appointment, and does insurance pay for it? I feel like it would help us so much with our son if we could talk in live camera. We have so many issues. It's hard to write the question, though, here. Uh, just want some help with my son's treatment. I'm stuck and lost. Thanks in advance, please, and God bless you guys. Yes. I mean, I, I do, I, it's, I generally am pretty booked, so it's a little bit hard to get on my calendar, but once you're on my calendar, I do some of these types of live events. The coverage of it depends on your insurance company. Some insurance companies allow telemedicine, others don't. Um, you can call your insurance company and find out, That's an, or look online and they can tell you. Um, but and if you would like to for me to help evaluate your child then I'm happy to do that It's a kind of a process because I won't just get on a camera on a on a, a Live camera thing and just like give you my opinion that way. I would want to see some assessments so um, You know and some of that stuff I can send you and you can fill it out and that helps me identify strengths and weaknesses and sometimes uh, it's a little bit harder, some of the, te it, but you know, I, I work with you and figure out what you are able to do. I'm also licensed in a whole ton of states, so um, I do, I am, I do have the ability to send out my psychometrician, and then she does testing while I'm observing mm. online. So that happens as well. So we do all kinds of stuff, but you know, it's a little bit difficult. And I hate to tell people to come see me because they have to wait so long, yeah. you know, and that like two, three, four months sometimes. Like if yeah. I was to book somebody like right now, it would probably be in March or April. And yeah. that's just too long. And I don't want anybody to waste their time. So who... It's this... very hard. You, you, the best people, I think, for you, you know, for past the diagnosis. I mean, the diagnosis is easy. I could diagnose in this manner and that's fast and quick. Right. Okay. Past the diagnosis, getting an, a treatment plan or getting an idea, I would really encourage you to try to find an experienced BCBA. You don't need a psychologist to help you with the treatment plan. Uh, if you find a, and there's many, many more BCBAs in the world than psychologists working in the field of autism. Yeah. So, you know, you, you find a BCBA and they can help you with the treatment plan. And that's, Shannon, ex exact, exactly why we made skills because I was so concerned that there are so many families out there who don't know what the future holds. Yeah. And so skills is your way of identifying a treatment plan and a prognosis for your own child. It's a little bit, uh, in, initially it requires a lot of work because you have to get out there and you have to answer thousands of questions about your child. But you know what, you do it once and you have this amazing kind of roadmap of what needs to be taught to your child and, and it gives you a really good picture of the whole thing. So I really encourage parents to use skills. Uh, which I think is a wonderful, wonderful suggestion. I also want to say that, uh, you know, I, of course, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Grand Pichet, and I can understand why when watching the show you want to have her, you want to talk to her. I totally get that. Right. But I also want to let you know that my child was treated at CARD, and, right. and, and he was here for four and a half years, and I never met her. Right. And I, and let me just tell you, because I, I think that being able to teach is a huge gift in the world. Uh, being able to do something is fabulous, but when you can teach it, you're handing it down to other generations. And one of the things that Dr. Grand 
Trebuchet has done that is absolutely incredible is that she has handed down what she knows and she's kept people close to the mothership so that it continues to be handed down. It's like a big fountain and it spills down over the different edges of it so that everybody gets to have some, you know, some portion of it and they we move try. up the fountain and, and get stronger at it. So they're there are amazing people at CARD um, that know what she knows. I even, to the point where I had the opportunity to meet you, and I was like, I, why do I need to meet her? I mean, I know she started CARD, and I'm deeply, deep, deeply grateful that she started CARD, but, you know, I, I didn't have any connection, I felt, yeah. to her, yeah. but you really did. You were, I didn't realize how much you were a part of my case right. when I, b behind the scenes that I didn't know. Right. So I just want to tell you that there are other amazing Many. people who can be life-changing to you Many. that work at CARD. Um, so just keep that in mind, too. I would check out CARD. You can go to centerforautism.com. We're almost out of time, but I want to squeeze this one last question in. Uh, they said, hello, Shannon. I want to create a task analysis for the use of knife and fork to teach my son. I'm not sure what step to start. Can you please give me advice and thank you? And that's an easy one. Just go to uh, skills. And I would look under the adaptive curriculum mm -hmm. and you'll find that. It's already there for you. And you can do a 14-day free trial on skills. You can go to skillsforautism.com uh, and uh, the, you do a 14-day trial. You do have to give your credit card information and you have to cancel by the 15th day mm -hmm. in order for it to be free. But you have 14 days to try it. See what you like. I'm the biggest fan that there is of skills. Mm -hmm. uh, I just the other day, uh, you know how Facebook gives you memories, mm -hmm. and the, oh, yeah. me the memory came up of the first time that I got to see skills, and how it was such a big, big deal to me. I shook for hours. I was so excited about it, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> um, so it's a wonderful thing. Check it out. We're out of time, and we are not here next week because of Thanksgiving. Um, so I just wanted to say, I, I don't want to cry, but uh, one of the things that I'm most thankful for in this world is for you. Thank you so much. And and I, I feel I the same. Help. I have to say, like, I was uh, off camera, I was just telling you that I, we have to spend more time together. And I, I want to thank you, Shannon, because oh. not only have you been a big... Uh, reward for me in my life but also for all of my kids which wow. is amazing and i really appreciate that and uh, it's a joy working with you every single day well it's thank a, you it's a joy to be here thank with you. you i have said for many many years uh after i saw skills it was after i saw, saw skills and i went oh she's the real deal and i would follow you into a thank burning you. building i would know you were going what, in for that, a good what reason a, what a great gift when you said that to me honestly <laughs> just having truth. your friendship it's is the amazing truth. for me anyway i hope um that, and thank you to our viewers uh, yes. for, for allowing us to ha keep doing these shows because it's nice for us to have a connection to you and to hear your messages and learn from you as well and share it is, everything it is a you. fabulous privilege it is a fabulous privilege to to be here with all of you with dr grant pichet so we're all going to take a moment of thanks as we go to a commercial and then we're going to be Thank back you. with let's talk autism with shannon and nancy stick with us here at the Los Angeles Zoo. We've got quite a group here. I've got my son, Jem, Mike from the A-Word, and Jack Riley, star of the A-Word, and Jessica. We've got a whole crew of people, and we're gonna take a tour around the LA Zoo and see some exciting animals. Sound good, you guys? Yeah.
you have to say next to? Daddy and Gigi. Remember what we talked about, that every time you do something good, I'm going to write it on my hand. When you get 35 of these, what are you going to get? Three hours of reading. Yes, it's not a secret. You can tell people. What kinds of things do you need to do to get a mark on my hand? Being kind. And good listening. Jem, can you show them where the, where the um, chimpanzee is? Can you point it out to him? Show Jack Riley. us what your responsibilities are here at the LA Zoo. I am the manager of volunteer programs at the Greater Los Angeles Zoo Association. I, I oversee the docents, the student volunteers, the general volunteers, and community service volunteers. Give us an overview of what kinds of things people can see at the zoo. There are lots of lots of animals to see. We have a lot of endangered. We are participating in a lot of conservation programs, and we offer a lot of education programs for our community, for uh, school groups, for members, uh, special needs. What kinds of accommodations can you make when somebody has specific issues? Uh, we have our special needs outreach program, and where we have a van that goes out into the community, and we bring a handful of animals to facilities that can't quite get to the zoo. So that could be a school, that could be a retirement community, that could be a hospital, uh, and there are some court courthouses that we visit as well. And we bring a couple animals and we talk about them and it's kind of a fun experience. Um, so that's our outreach program. And then on grounds, we also have uh, tours and we offer special needs tours for people catered to their needs. We have our petting zoo, so you can go and you can pet some goats. We're here with From Autism Live and we were wondering if you could tell us what it's like to be a goat in the zoo. Really? And then we have our condor rescue zone, so you can go in and pretend you are a condor or you could be a biologist or you could be a vet and it's kind of fun. Thank you for all the work that you do here and for making it accessible for all of our kids. with Janet Jackson. Janet, tell us what your role at the zoo is. My role is a docent and we're volunteers. How did you learn all the things that you know? Well, that's the great thing about the Los Angeles Zoo. We have a special docent program. It's one of the most stringent ones in the in the country. Actually, it's UCLA accredited class. Well, it added so much to our visit to the zoo today. So I thank you for all your knowledge and, and all your giving to the community. Well, thank you because I had a special needs child too. And I think it's so important that they interact with animals and that helped my son when he was going through so much trauma that we saw that he was able to um, to grow and to expand a little bit and it just helped us as parents because we had a tool to use and we saw the love and the, and 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 the care that he was able to bring out just by touching animals and being around animals because there is no judgment there amen to that well thank you for paying it forward because you are I definitely saw you doing that today. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you for being here. What was hard for you guys today at the zoo, do you feel? Um, to be completely honest, I was about to say um, this is the easiest, best outing I can recall. My concerns are... Uh, I think we're sort of past elopement, but it's, it's always on my mind when it's just with the two of us out in a, you know, you can get 20 feet away if it's busy and be lost, you know, uh, be, be misplaced. But 
Nothing like that happened today. Um, there were a lot of people helping me, of course. It was interesting for me because Jem hasn't been here since he was three, like right after we started therapy. And I remember that was hellish, the day that we were here. Sometimes I don't notice the progress until we're out someplace like this. Do you feel like that's true too? Yes, today I was actually comfortable with him being 15, 20 feet away. And even if he wasn't holding uh, anybody's hand or anything, I was comfortable. And that's, uh, that, that's a new feeling. <laughs> I, I watched that and I said, man, there's no way we could have done that at that age. So he's doing really well. And I was so engaged by how Jack Riley is so aware of the circumstances around him. He's really doing great. Yeah, he, thank you. He's curious. He's, um, and he's just learned a lot. I mean, I, and I can't give enough credit to uh, Miss Jessica. Um, no disrespect to any of our other therapists, and she's been with him for the whole time. So that's a constant in his life, and uh, I dread the day when she's not. <laughs> it's always amazing. I, you know, we had our rock star on our team. There's always one therapist that just becomes a part of your family forever. What would you say to parents who are afraid to do it even with an aide? Um, I understand your fear, because um, I've always had it. Um, but sometimes they surprise you. Uh, I know it's called a spectrum for a reason, and my son is not like any other son or daughter, and so I can't advise you on what may or may not happen. Uh, we were always worried about transitions. They're getting better because we do it, and explain what is expected before you get here. That's a one, uh, That was a hard lesson for me to learn, but every time I don't explain them the, to him the expectations, um, I have more problems, I have more transitional issues, but when he knows what transitions are he's going to face that day, he handles it. So my advice would be talk it out, but come do it and, and uh, come again even if it's a horrible experience, because it might be. You got to do it the first time before you can do it the second time. So. I think in general, I mean, you know, I explained the expectations here and we carried it out of my hand. I agree with you. It's super duper important. I think it's good for us too, because then we know what we're expecting too. And they've engaged each other a little bit, which I was very uh, happy to see. Thank you so much for coming and doing this play date with us. We had a really great time. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it and uh, it's just a great experience. I can't wait to tell my wife how well he did. So. And let's do it again sometime. Okay, anytime. Talk Autism, Shannon Nancy. This has already been a really interesting morning. I didn't share with you. We had lots of uh, chaos here. Oh, you did? Uh, we did. So we've been, uh, hopefully you've all found us now on YouTube uh, and we're welcoming our Facebook okay. viewers because Facebook was working differently earlier. So we have a different configuration. The desk is a mess. Uh, but Nancy is joining us. Right. Uh, and uh, you have some really important information. Yes, some and important update. information that ACT Today, we're actually now Autism Care Today. We changed our name from yes. ACT Today to Autism Care today because that's what we do. Uh, we've established a GoFundMe fundraiser for the California wildfire victims that, that have autism, okay. that are affected by autism. So they can go to the uh, GoFundMe page, California fire victims impacted by autism, or they can just go to our website, which is www.act-today.org, okay. and that can link them. But this is for setting up a fund 
specifically for those affected by the fires. And as you know, we had the horrible tragedy oh, just days before, and that's yeah. right in our backyard. After Day's offices are in Thousand Oaks. Yes. Uh, it's been a really traumatic time. I, your office, has it even been open for the last couple of days? We opened it yesterday, yeah. Okay, amazing. Um, but just to specify for people, because autism... Uh, Autism Care Today, it's still a mouthful for me to right. get, uh, is an amazing organization that gives grants to families for things that they need, that right. they write in and request. But anytime you're donating to ACT Today, you can specify, you have different programs right. that they can say, I want to give to safety, or I want to give to technology, or I want to give to the California mm -hmm. Wildfire uh, Victims right. Fund. And that money then is earmarked that it goes to the thing that you asked for it to go right. to. So we can have assurance that if you donate to that, that that's where it's going right, to go. Right, that that's where it's going to go. And there have been times in the past when people have uh, done some pretty miraculous things that they, I can think of one case where um, a family tragically lost their child um, and uh, they wanted to set up a fund because they wanted to make sure that other kids received things because they were feeling so badly. And so they picked the state that their child was from mm -hmm. and said, we only want this to go to grant uh, recipients in this state. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, it was an amazing thing. Families got grants that maybe wouldn't have otherwise, and it meant so much, and it was all done in the name of this child who was deceased. Right. So it, you can do this in, in the name of someone that you care about yeah. and say, hey, I want to give, and you can specify whatever. There are mm -hmm. all different kinds of programs that ACT Today has, but how essential, because there are going to be families that are going to be Sure, they don't have anything. Yes, I mean, they're not going to, yeah. And some gonna, kids that don't have devices to communicate with anymore because right. they were lost in the fire exactly um, so uh, what a wonderful way to if you want to specifically make sure that money that you donate goes to a, a kiddo with autism who's been affected by the fire this is the way that you can right. do it and you can do it directly from their website go, or from their go GoFundMe directly to act-today.org and you can find the link to the wonderful to the GoFundMe all right so we got a big okay. show here today. Yes, we have uh, a couple of guests. Yeah, so we've got Sarah Best, who's coming to us and going to talk about her assistance dog mm -hmm. and about assistance dogs and how they're trained in the NEED program. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have a wonderful guest from Fit and Function who's going to be here with us, too. Um, that is Laura Scanlon from Fit and mm -hmm. Function that's going to be with us. But first, we've got some news. We do. Some of it's pretty dense. And, yeah, and more scientific. importantly, I'm dense. Well, uh, I'm so, dense right along there with you because uh, reading some of them is um, it's got some pretty pretty deep scientific stuff going on here but um, there's an article called autism what is the link with zinc people are going to see that if you're at all tuned into the news and about autism it's all over the web the last couple of days um, that there appears to be a new link to children having a zinc deficit uh -huh. um, and that being a contributory factor to autism. Um, you know, I know that that's going to make people immediately run out, run out and start and giving zinc. their kids a zinc supplement. I do want to say that the authors of the study that are, are showing that there is a link are saying that 
they still don't know enough to answer whether giving a zinc supplement will actually prevent autism. Mm -hmm. So don't make that jump, but they are seeing that kids who are have a deficit in zinc are more likely to present with autism right. symptoms. Now that zinc deficit could be from something else so that mm -hmm. it could just be a symptom. Right. But, you know, when our kids have good zinc, it helps them to, uh, helps their immune system to fight against things like cold. That's why right. we have Zycam and those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, so just be careful. Don't overdose. Yeah, don't, your low, you don't know, go small out and children. buy zinc and think that that's going to be the yes. answer. Uh, yes. So in any case. Um, and, and then oh, this theory of the male, extreme male brain theory of autism confirmed in a large new study. And no, it doesn't mean autistic people lack empathy or are more male. Yes. This is the other big story this week that's all over uh, about autism. This idea of, you know, we've looked for a long time at why is it that more boys have are diagnosed mm -hmm. with autism mm -hmm. than girls. And, of course, there are some people who say, well, we're not looking for it in girls. But there does seem to be a difference. And this study uh, seems to suggest that there is something different that happens hormonally in the brain, and that's why they're calling it the male super brain or extreme male brain mm -hmm. um, you can if you're at all interested in finding what the why's in the world it's too dense for me I'm just going to be honest about it um, I, what I do enjoy is that they're trying very hard as they're putting this information out to make sure that stigma is not attached mm -hmm. to it that mm -hmm. we're not saying no empathy we're not saying that they're uber males right um, but just that the brain is reacting in a different way to the hormones and that that is creating uh, a, a different type of brain right um, so in any case check that out lots of different uh, it's out of links University to that. of Cambridge there we go and then I, I thought another interesting story you know we always hear about a couple of specific we hear about Bettelheim right uh, we hear about Asperger, uh, Asperger right right Hans uh, but apparently there is a woman in history who seems to have identified the symptoms of autism well before any of those three right. gentlemen in and 1924 she, and she of course uh, I keep saying we need to come up with a new name for autism because uh, autism is is just so beleaguered it you know people have their idea of what autism is and it doesn't really fit anybody anymore right, right. Um, so maybe we should uh, but her name is Sukhareva Sukhareva Runya so, maybe, so there we go. I don't know that that's a better name. No, that, uh, <laughs> that could be a mouthful, right? I don't, what was I saying the other day that we should call it like something trees, like green trees? Mm -hmm. What? I have green tree deficit or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but in any case, uh, now you know there's going to be an HBO movie about her. I'm sure it's just a matter of time before Julia Roberts is playing her in a movie, don't you think? Yes, probably. It's a but you know, why is it that the women always get left out of history? I don't know. Clearly, she was at the top of her field and doing... Uh, some amazing things right, and, and very likely the first behaviors. person to yeah. have noted them. A so, woman. A and woman. There, you have it. there we go. How, how did you pronounce her name? Sukareva. Okay, there we go. Grunya. Grunya Sukareva. We'll look for the HBO film okay. starring Julia Roberts. Uh, <laughs> right. Don't you think? 
uh, casting. Okay, so uh, up up next, uh, well, first we have to take a second to talk about, we have some fabulous oh, yeah, things some, on our desk. Some new so um, the 2018 Autism Live Twain Gift Guide came out last week. Okay. And we are featuring a wide variety of gifts for all different age ranges, all different abilities, and all different people in the autism community, there's even a section that's just for parents okay. that we've added. Um, but um, one of the things that is on our list, one of our award winners, are these fabulous Chewy necklaces that are from ARC. Um, and this they come in all different sizes uh -huh. and shapes this particular one we had one for you too but I'm here let me give you this one so that you can see they go together and when they go together it says best friends oh, on them cute. so it's two parts of a heart um, because a lot of times people say that the whole chewing thing is uh -huh. antisocial that right. especially with our kids that are older mm -hmm. um, if they're chewing on toys or chewing on their shirt mm -hmm. or chewing on their fingers or chewing on a pencil, somebody else. I mean, there are different things that can be very dangerous, right? right. But it all, at a certain point, looks like it's not uh, very socially appropriate. Exactly. So I love Arc makes these fabulous chewy necklaces in in so many different. I had more of them different here. Different colors and different, different colors, designs. different shapes, okay. different. So everything. I mean, I don't know. Did Wyatt ever chew? No. See, when when we started methyl B12 shots uh -huh. with Jem, he suddenly it like sometimes it makes their tongue and their um, lips tingle mm -hmm. because it's reconnecting mm -hmm. these uh, muscles, and so they chew. Oh. Um, and he was in, I want to say it was between third and fifth grade, and uh, he started to chew on the lapel of his shirt. Uh -huh. And so we got him uh, a chewy necklace, uh -huh. and it was it looked like a yin and yang. So right. it was really cool. All the other mm -hmm. kids wanted one, mm -hmm. and if he you know just needed, he popped just you know popped it in his mouth, and he could chew down on it, and then he put it cool. down, and it was a great thing. And he was able to transition off of it very quickly. Good. Um, so these are uh, food grade, so that it's uh, perfectly okay. There's nothing okay. toxic in them. Um, they have a great. And what where I, did they things, get them? From? Arc, from, from um, and, Arc, and if you go to Your our, I love that it's a, a snap off, so that uh -huh. a lot of times we worry about kids being on the playground uh, wearing a necklace. Um, so this is not a choking hazard. Um, so if you go, this is the great thing about our toy guide this year, is that if you go to our toy guide and you scroll through and you find something you like, like the we feature ones in the toy guide that look like Lego bricks. Okay. Um, and so if you see something you like, there is a link right there. It says purchase and you click the link and it takes you right to the website. You can get right to ARC's website and be able to buy Great. the necklaces. So you don't have to go hunting for it. Great. Now, uh, right now, the only place that our uh, gift guide is available is on our new website. Okay. You need to see our new yeah, website. I um, and that is in beta. So you need to go to http colon backslash backslash beta dot autism hyphen live dot com um, that's only going to be for a few more days and then it will just be autism okay. hyphen live but we're testing it we need people to test our website so do me a favor go right now to our website we're going to go to commercial in just a minute go to our website and check it out um, and click on the toy guide at the top page there's a little icon that says toy guide and you'll be able to find these and they're 
you know, not very expensive, right. great stocking stuffer, great gift to be mm -hmm. able to give our kiddos. Um, truly wonderful. And yeah. they have things that are age appropriate for older kids. Okay. That great. are really fashion forward right. and super cool. So right. absolutely love ARC. Thank you so much uh, for making these amazing, amazing uh, necklaces. So we're going to go to break, but as we go to break, we want you to check out, <clears throat> excuse me, another one of our the videos that we made uh, last week, we were at the the Miracle Mile Toy Hall, and so these are these are for the age range for kids that are a little bit older, but not quite to the adults and parents and um, individuals that are a little bit older. So take a look at this video. Hi, I'm Shannon from Autism Live. Come on in. Hi, I'm Shannon Penrod. And I'm Charlie Denocker. And we're here at, at the, the Miracle Mile Toy Hall. And we're here to celebrate the 2018 Autism Live Toy and Gift Guide. And there's some really cool things that we're gonna take a look at. So every year, Charlie, we feature a marble run. And this year we've chosen Discovery Toys Castle Marble Run. We love a marble run because it's got a beginning, middle, and end. And when you're doing therapy and you're teaching something, you wanna give a reward when a child's done something fabulous. So you give them the ball, they get to watch it, and, but it ends, then they get back to work. It's the perfect, perfect toy. What do you love about this one? I love that not only do you build this awesome castle, they also come with these balls and they jingle as you put them down. Great marble run toy. These are spectacular. So I just love Melissa and Doug Me toys. Too. Aren't they the best? Yeah. And a lot of times they're wood toys, but this holiday season they have this wonderful examine and treat pet vet set. So who is it that you have there, Charlie? This is Joe the cat. Okay, and what's he what's he got going on? He has the cone of shame, as you can see. <laughs> yeah, he's not feeling very well. I'm gonna take I'm gonna hear his heart. For a oh, I love that. Now this is Sniffle. Now Sniffles has a little broken paw on his cast here, but look, he's gonna get his cast off because he's all better. Woo! It's fabulous. Now I'm gonna take his temperature. Oh, he's got a little bit of a temperature. Oh no. Oh no. Well, we'll have to treat him. I've got a bag full of goodies here that we can treat him, put his cast away. Look and see if there's something that you want to treat Joe with. This looks good. Ooh. Nutritious niblets. Okay. What about, do you want to look in his ears and see oh, if sure. everything's okay? What great way to do sociodramatic play, great way to start cooperative play, really fun, fun toy. That's why it's an award winner, but absolutely anything from Melissa and Doug is truly magical. You know what I love? A really simple toy that's super fabulous. These busy bugs, you would see these on a shelf and not know how incredible they are. We played with these with some kiddos and they had a ball for hours. There's all these different bugs that are different colors and you have to count them and match them with all kinds of cool things. Great toy from Discovery Toys. Remember when you were a kid and you would play The Floor is Lava? Mm -hmm. They have an actual game for it. Oh, I don't love this game. I love it. <laughs> this is endless games, really wonderful cooperative play. You can play with a large group of kids. You throw the tiles on the floor and they become the safe places. There are lots of activities for them. Very interactive, super, super game. It's a hot game. 
So next we have this new toy called Zoom Tubes. You may have seen it on TV. Um, it's basically a contained Hot Wheels, so you can make your own track with these tubes and then zoom the car through it with a remote control, and it's really great. And yeah, it's great. It is a fun toy. And you're holding the smart felt toy, My Little House. And I love it so much that we had to make this an award winner two years in a row. This is the perfect toy if you have anybody in your house that's an English language learner and you want to teach them a bunch of different words to speak, this is the perfect toy to do it. It sets up to make a little dollhouse and you stick the little felt shapes to it. So reinforcing. There are so many lessons. It was actually invented by a speech and language pathologist. I really think it's my favorite toy of the last two years. Uh, if you haven't heard of Lux Blocks, oh, it's your lucky day. These are one of the hottest new toys that are out there, and they've come out with new fashion colors. So uh, super, super fashionable this year. These, you can put them together and make almost anything. They snap together. I'm going to show you. Um, easy to snap together. You're working on pincer grasp. You're working on push-pull. All the OT things that you want to work on. Plus, there's a whole executive function thing that goes with this because you're building all kinds of things. Here, we built a ball, and here we built a square. But if you build these together right, they expand and go back and expand. Oh my gosh, the things you can do with Lex Blocks. And you got to try the new sampler with all the cool colors. And they have wheels too. Oh yeah, yeah. good point. They brought <laughs> they brought wheels into the scene this yeah. year. So you can make all kinds of different shapes and vehicles, which we love. Lux Blocks, they're awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today at the Miracle Mile Toy Hall. If you want to get any of the toys that we featured, you can visit your local Astra Toy Store. Or you can find more information at www.autism-live.com. That's where our toy guide is, and there's a link to every single toy where you can buy it right from our website. Isn't that cool? Thanks. Happy holidays, everybody. parent, you might be asking yourself, how on earth can I afford ABA therapy for my child? Well, the short answer is you can't. No one can. It's really expensive and it's overwhelming to most families, but the story doesn't end there, fortunately. The first thing that I want you to think about is tapping insurance resources. So many insurance companies are paying for ABA therapy right now, so that's your first best bet. Make sure and see if your insurance company is providing benefits for ABA therapy and check back often. Now, if you see that you don't have insurance right now for ABA, don't panic, there are still other resources. The next place to go is to your local support groups and ask them what local resources there are. That's a great place to ask for information because often states and even counties have support for ABA. And then beyond that, you might consider applying for grants. There are many fabulous grants out there to help you to get support for your ABA therapy. But most important, it's, it's absolutely essential that you get ABA services for your child. We know that that's essential for all of our children and that you won't be able to do it on your own. So seek out those services and support groups that will help you to fund your ABA journey. It's really important to remember that all behaviors happen for a reason.
hard times lead to good choices. Many times you're going to find out that change is coming and it's not something that you like to see. Things sometimes just don't work. Sometimes you have to put your child in a new school. Sometimes you have to put them in a different classroom. Often you'll see this with perhaps special education versus regular education or everyone's favorite, puberty. All bets are off then. However, these things happen when they need to happen. So making that hard choice is super, super scary. But when you open those doors to look at things that maybe you've never dreamed you would have to look at, you're going to find help that you never expected. There are a lot of people out there dealing with the same things that you are dealing with, and there is a level of help that you never even knew existed. So don't be afraid when it's time to look at the scary problems that you're having. When those things come up, when the aggression increases, when things are falling apart at home, when you're getting the calls from the schools, don't be afraid. Reach out, find out what you need to do. You might need to look at new schools, new housing. You might need to access new levels of service. But I am telling you, you're going to see amazing things. There are children that, as they grow, do things with the help of others, very specialized support that you never thought they could do. So once you do that and you meet the child where he or she is and you give them what they need, everybody can do better and you're going to see amazing progress. Parent to parent, you might be asking yourself, why does my child stim? Well, first of all, let's talk about what stimming is. Stimming is a slang term for self-stimulatory behavior, which is kind of a misnomer anyway, because a lot of the times when our children engage in these kinds of behaviors, they're not to stimulate themselves. Sometimes they're to soothe themselves. So first of all, we want to get rid of the notion that it's to stimulate themselves. But they do do these behaviors because there's something about it that feels good. And that's the main thing that we need to know as parents. It's not some random behavior. There's something about it that's giving the child a paycheck. And once we get an idea of what that might be, we need to find a behavior that can take that behavior's place and start to reinforce that. We want to pick something that's more socially acceptable. So if, for instance, the child is doing a lot of hand flapping because they like seeing their blurred fingers, then we can find something else for them to focus on, maybe a toy that does blurred colors. So for a period of time, they'll focus on that. The main thing to remember, though, is that there is a reason for these behaviors. There's something about it that feels good to the child. And once we know that, we can begin to change it. There's a phrase that's being used in the autism community called stimming. Got bruises, aggression, and how to handle it. Got bruises? Of course you do. And if you don't, you may sometime in the future. I remember I used to be covered in bruises. My son's tiny little sharp teeth would inflict all kinds of blue marks all over your, my arms, and people would say, does your husband beat you? Aggression in autism is connected to what I call the three H's, health, habit, and help me. So what do I mean by that? 
Health isn't really an underlying issue in autism. There are more studies that show that autism is linked to a dysfunctional immune system. And when you tackle that with medical treatment, special diets, things like that, aggression can improve greatly. In your area, there are different doctors that are going to specialize in autism. Mainstream pediatricians, mainstream doctors are really that much of help. Habit is very, very ingrained in people with autism. We know this. Sometimes that's a strength. Sometimes it's a weakness. So when people with autism are getting that negative attention, getting the excitement from being aggressive against someone, it's hard to break that. This is when you should get some professional advice in. Perhaps your ABA provider or someone else can help you break that cycle and redirect so they don't keep finding aggression so much fun. Third of all, help me. Aggression is actually an attempt to communicate for some people with autism, especially those who have a hard time with verbal language. So that's when it's really important to get that extra step to get them a means of communication, be it an iPad, be it perhaps a letter board if you're in a low technology country where you can't access a lot of things. It's very important so that they can at least communicate their basic needs. They might be in pain. Someone might be unfortunately abusing them. That does happen. So take it seriously. Aggression isn't just aggression. There's usually an underlying cause. Now, I would caution you because autism and stubborn do tend to go together. It's important to not let your child get too much control of things, too much control of the family, because when they get too willful, that leads to some really long-term problems. Get your parenting in order and tend to that aggression before it turns out to be too much for you. You may have bruises now, but it won't last forever. When I talk to my son now, he looks back and he says, I can't believe I did, I did that to you, Mom. I'm really sorry. I'm like, well, just let me have a few french fries off your plate, and we're going to call it even. Okay. And we are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we're joined now by Sarah Best, who is coming to us from Westchester County, right, Sarah? Yes. And we connected with Sarah because she is working in the marketing department of Conveyed Car Seats. Right. Um, that we had done some stuff with. And they had helped to provide a free uh, car seat to one of your grant recipients right. last year at this time, which was a very exciting thing. And so we got to know Sarah through that. Mm -hmm. And then we thought, we, we need to have Sarah come and be on the show and talk about uh, her, her dog. and her assistance dog. Yes. Service dog. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We're thrilled to have you here. And so that's your pup there next to you? It is, yeah. What's his name? <laughs> what a beautiful dog you are. And yeah. what's your dog's name? His name is Edison. Edison. I okay. love it. I love it. <laughs> After the inventor? Exactly. Now, okay. did you name him or did he come with that name? He came named, he came trained, everything. So, okay. Um, it was really a great, a great organization. Um, he was named um, when he was a puppy, so... Um, they told me the significance of his name, and they told me everything about him when I came for training. Tell us about the organization. It's called NEADS, N-E-A-D-S? Yes. Um, they're based in Worcester, Massachusetts, Princeton, um, and um, they have a full campus with a training room and a client house, um, and clients stay in the house. It's a large house fully wheelchair accessible, and uh, you spend the night at the house for a week mm -hmm. to two weeks, 
two weeks depending on the program. And then you um, train with the dog, go back at the house um, so it feels like a home environment, um, a very nice house, um, and that's kind of the setup. Um, and yeah. Sarah, maybe if you could talk to us a little bit about how having an assistance dog has helped support you and how what a difference it's made in your life. Oh my gosh, it's incredible the difference. Um, I can go out and do things and know that if something drops on the ground, it's not the end of the world and I don't have to ask for help because it can be pretty, um, I don't know, let me say embarrassing. Um, to ask for help when you're like say in the middle of Grand Central and I drop a pen and I say oh I don't need that pen anyways but with him with me I can say actually I, I would like that pen I want that pen because I don't have another one um, and within 30 seconds he will pick it up um, the command is fetch and I just kind of point in the vicinity and he will fetch it for me and hold it until I say yes, and then he will release it, and we're on our way. So um, it's just been uh, an incredible addition to have with me all the time. Um, he has public rights um, to any place that um, we are allowed to go. He is also allowed. And you're you're a native New Yorker living and and working in and around New York City, which, uh, you know, that's that, that's amazing in and of itself. Yes. Um, and and you are uh, you are somebody dealing with cerebral palsy, correct? Yes. And 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 how old were how long have you had Edison? We don't need to, I I realized how impolite that was. I'm not asking your age, but how long have you had Edison? Uh, two years. Okay. Uh, I waited a year and a half for him. The waiting process can be anywhere from six months to a year, sometimes longer. And in my case, it really did need to be um, a lot longer because of what I needed him for and being able to go into New York City with him was a big um, factor in his training because um, they had to be desensitized to all the noise, to um, going on the train, the subway, the bus, which I often do on a day in the city. I use all modes of transportation in one day. So, <laughs> I, And each yeah. of these dogs is, you said that there's a wait list usually. Um, and the wait time for a dog from this organization ranges from six months to a year or more. It all depends on the dogs they have available and the needs of the client. And each dog is matched to those needs, correct? Yes. Um, needs has a very specific and detailed um, matching process. Um, it all starts with a short application online, and then they call you for an in-person interview at their campus in Massachusetts. And they ask you what a typical day is like. So the example that I gave them was I go into the city. Um, and so I usually wake up, uh, get, a, get a cab, then get on the train. So it's a big process. And um, it, it gave them a good idea of the kind of dog that I would need um, to assist me throughout the day. 
for him to be comfortable as well and not be nervous and this, in whatever environment that I Right. And this organization asks that you fundraise a minimum of 8000 towards the 42000 which is the full cost yeah. of a highly trained dog. So um, each person has to has to commit to a fundraiser. Yep. Um, and they help you um, with ideas, but uh, they don't expect you to fundraise it in a short amount of time. It can take as long as um, it needs to, within reason. Um, but you know, it really for me, the fundraising process was quite. Quite incredible. I got to meet a bunch of um, different people that I don't think I normally would have met if it weren't for this cause. So it is um, a pretty incredible process in itself. I love that that's your viewpoint on it, and I hope that, that families are hearing this. And Because a lot of times I hear autism parents say, you know, we'd love to get an assistance right. dog, but, you know, we have all these other things that we're trying to do and we can't afford it. And when you talk to them about doing a fundraiser, they, they're like, oh, you know, I just don't know. I wouldn't be good at it. Um, and I know for my family, we didn't fundraise for an assistance dog, but we we did a fundraiser to get the first round of biomedical tests mm -hmm. done. And it ended up being one of the best things in our lives, mm -hmm. Sarah, just like you were saying that, you know, it gave, it gave people that we knew and people that we didn't know an opportunity to be a part of what we were trying right. to do. It really made us feel great. Yeah. So uh, thank you for having that attitude about it. And then once the match yeah. is found, you you schedule a time to go to the NEEDS campus for one to two week training? Uh, once the match is found, yes, they usually um, give you some notice, depending on what the agreement is. Um, so you do go to training for one to two weeks, depending on the program. So they have a bunch of different programs um, that are available. Um, one being that I really want to emphasize is they have an autism service program for children um, between the ages of 8 and 16, and the dog will help them with different um, aspects of their disability. Um, and, it, you know, it's not just because it's nice that they have a pet with them. It's really to emphasize um, socialization and facilitate um, their ability to navigate their environment. Um, and with the use of the dog. Right, great. An amazing right. thing. Sarah, we want to thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. We have a website um, that, uh, uh, Gabriel, I don't know if it's a long one, so I don't know if he's capable of putting it up on the screen. But, <laughs> you, but you can go to HTTPS colon backslash backslash needs, N-E-A-D-S dot org. And then if you want to go specifically to their autism page, it's another slash, then service-dog-programs-slash-children-slash-autism-slash. It's a lot. A lot of slashes. Um, but you can go to needs.org, and I would... I would the basics, Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that you can click around to find right. your way to that as well. And Sarah, we just have so enjoyed working with you. Um, think that you are an incredible mover and shaker, and thank you for speaking up and telling us about the wonderful relationship that you have with Edison so that we could share it here on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm and honored and 
Edison is so low key. He's okay, like, yeah, whatever, he's taking, taking a nap. nap the whole time. <laughs> uh, what? I didn't hear what. What did you say? He fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> the, the program is so scintillating. He's <laughs> anyway. Uh, thank right, you thank so you much, and thank you for being with us. Yeah. Sure. All right. Bye bye. Hi. We're going to take a short break yes. and then we're going to come back with Laura, Laura Scanlon from Fit and Functions. Right. Stick with us. Okay. Bye, Sarah. Bye bye. Bye bye. You say howdy, we say hi. Let's get wild, let's get wild. Let's get, let's get, 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 let's get wild. Hi, you're back at Autism Live. I'm Lisa Ackerman and you're at the Allergy Friendly Cooking Show. And we have kind of an interesting surprise. I've brought my sister, that's surprise number one. Yeah, yeah. the fact that I came is surprise number I know, two. Right? Hi, Jamie, hi. <laughs> and we're doing one of my favorite recipes, an ode to Sue, a Taka super mom. She created a kid-friendly sushi recipe for her son, Zach. So hi, Zach. Thanks for allowing us to borrow your lunch recipe because it's really awesome. So we can't wait to show it to you. First, what I'm gonna do is we're gonna cut up some of these things so we can get ready. I'm gonna take an organic cucumber and just make some slices of this that we're gonna use in a little bit to add um, some extra textures to the seaweed roll that we're going to do. And I'm just making long slices so we can place this in our sushi later on. And then I got, of course, a nitrate-free, gluten-free, fantastic sausage. Love this. So this is a barbecue chicken that we had last night. It was pretty awesome. Make sure that I have a little bit of everything here for the sushi roll. So now let's make the sauce. Use my gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free soy sauce. And, um, of course, my most favorite thing in the world is crushed ginger. Love this stuff. I thought that was garlic at No, you can actually do this ginger is just such a blessing for digestion. So I just made this quick sauce, super easy. So here's my cooked rice. This rice is very, very sticky. I used this really great little water and um, apple cider vinegar combination just to keep my hands. That's what the sushi chefs do is a little trick, which is like pretty used for apple cider. I know, and I love so that stuff. So good for you. So all I'm doing is just keeping my fingers a little bit damp so the rice doesn't stick to my fingers. And we're just pushing this all through. If your kids don't like green, not a problem. You just flip it over. So that way we can hide the green stuff from our kids and it will be rice out as part of the recipe. So. Let's have a little fun. We're gonna do my favorite, avocado. And if you're sending this uh, to lunch with your kids, um, you may wanna put a little extra of the lemon on there because it, it will get brown. And I even have sensory issues for the brown stuff. So there we go, there's our avocado. So the next thing I'm gonna do is do a couple of the oh, cucumbers. I know, it's so easy and it's so cute and we're gonna eat healthy, yay! You're gonna make one for me for lunch today, Yes, right? you can have one for lunch. Now comes the fun stuff, the sausage. So you could put anything in here. Anything, Jeez. anything. It's really just the simplest thing in the entire world. And then, so, you know, it's sushi kids can eat and I'm not, I wasn't joking about that. So I may squeeze a little more extra lemon on there. 
And now I'm going to take my little sausage, or sauce, excuse me. Just put a little bit on there so we're coating. About a <laughs> teaspoon. <laughs> Doesn't it look good? You can get this at any cooking food store. So this is just the little sushi roller, which I think is fun. So I'm going to put this underneath. And I'm going to start to roll. So you got to watch how you go through and roll this. So the biggest thing is to try to get it compacted enough. So when all is said and done, wow. we can hide the green stuff. So again, with um, cutting sushi, you want to make sure you're nice, really sharp. And um, we also want to get it a little wet because that way it would make it easier for cutting. So I'm going to just cut off the ends. So funny. These are our taster bites, Jamie. You can tell me how these taste. Go ahead and try it. Yum. I know, right? Sweet. And your body kind of goes, wait, I'm waiting for seafood. But you've got awesome sausage, chicken. You've got a full serving of vegetables. And is that good? Yeah. Yum? You're not lying? You're not lying? OK, good. I like more sauce. You like more we sauce? We can even put wasabi in there if we like Yeah, it. if, you know, I think the wasabi, the issue. Oh, we're making it for kids, sorry. Yeah, we are making it for kids. This is just a fun way to introduce more foods to your kids and notice they're eating seaweed. We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea or you want us to convert a recipe, let us know. Jamie, thanks for being my for fabulous flannel white. Um, you can reach us at autismlive at gmail.com or Facebook, facebook.com slash autismlive. Or we have thousands of recipes on Taka Now. So, you know, go check out the Taka website and let's get cooking. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. You say howdy, we say hi. Let's get right, let's get right, let's get, let's get, let's get right. And we're back with Let's Talk Autism. And now we're joined by Laura Scanlon, who is a program manager at Active Mind School Partnership, at, of the Active Mind School Partnership at Fun and Function. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thanks for having me. It's yes. a thrill to have you here. So, uh, and w one of the qualifications, the many qualifications that you have is that I understand that you grew up in a household with a sibling who was differently abled. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. My younger brother, David, um, has uh, multiple disabilities, um, nonverbal, a uh, few uh, developmental delay. Um, he is on the spectrum and has a lot of um, physical limitations. Okay, was that, so how did that inspire you to get into this field? You know, it just came naturally. Um, you know, I went, originally I went to school for advertising, but I kind of find myself there. Um, and, you know, I had been involved in so much volunteering and advocacy um, in, you know, his education, that it was just a natural fit that I would keep on going. Well, so let's talk about fit and function. Tell us a little bit about, I understand that they've been around for 12 years. How did this begin? So fun and function um, was started by an occupational therapist. Um, she was also a mother and her child had a, um, some sensory issues. Um, once she started looking further and further into, um, you know, what the supports that were offered, we found she found that everything was a little too clinical looking, um, not super friendly, and uh, definitely not affordable. 
So what the mission became was, you know, to help other families be able to access these supports, um, make them friendly looking, uh, you know, try to normalize some of the um, products or tools and, uh, you know, at a price point that isn't astronomical. So let's talk about some of the different things that they offer, because you guys have everything from fidgets to uh, sensory items. Uh, have you got anything there you can show us? I don't have anything on hand. Oh, I, um, I thought you had a whole array of things around you. I'm sorry. I just I set, no, you, no, set you up for the wrong. But, but you guys make really cool stuff. So when we talk about fidgets, like give an example of what some of the fidgets are that are socially acceptable. Sure. So some of the fidgets, um, I know that earlier you talked about Chewies. Yeah. Uh, we have an entire array, uh, you know, literally from A to Z. If you have a style, uh, all ages. Um, so that's one one thing that we have. We offer a lot of uh, different putties. Uh, we also offer everything from spinning to, you know, maybe like a texture or a tactile. And this is going to be things that you can use in your pocket, on your desk, um, in a break room if you are at work or if you are in school. Um, so we have things like that, and it goes through all of them. We have home products. So if you have these, you know, these luscious weighted blankets that are gorgeous. Mm. Um, we also have, you know, larger items, and we create full um, fully integrated uh, environments. So that could be anything from, you know, just a small common corner uh, all the way to, you know, a large gross motor system. So you serve families and therapists and educators in the community, is that correct? Correct, yes. Okay. And well, so you've got some school-based programming as well. We do, yes. So we started off speaking, um, you know, specifically to families, and then we realized we need to be everywhere you know, everyone is. So we started to kind of branch off. Uh, now we're in community settings. We're in, um, you know, clinical settings. We're in uh, um, school settings. Uh, one thing that I specialize in is the school setting. So we offer, not only do we offer like cool and engaging and really, um, you know, effective products, what we think is most important is to really get that infrastructure and that to make that work for everybody. Um, so that really includes, you know, training educational staff, whether it be teacher, administration, um, paraprofessionals, whoever is in um, included in this student's day, all the way to, you know, uh, parent resources, like after school things, before school things, how do you transition from summer to, you know, summer to a new school year. So we offer um, different online trainings. Um, we offer, um, you know, hands-on consultation to kind of, and that's where the design consultation comes in. Um, and we offer, you know, all of these free resources um, for educators and parents alike on our website. I think that's so important because yes. I think a lot of times teachers look at, at, you know, at these items and they go, well, that's really cool, mm -hmm. but they don't know how to integrate it into the school right. setting. Right. They don't know how to allow a child to literally play with a fidget and not have all the other children around them mm -hmm. lose focus on what's happening. And like, it literally is a problem for them. So you you are able to even go into the classroom to be able to show them how to do these things. Is that correct? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yep, we do. So um, I'm fortunate enough to be on uh, to be on the ground floor of all of this. So I get to go inside schools, inside classrooms, um, and really what you know, what our goal is when we are in these uh, schools and classrooms is to empower not just the students and, you know, encourage self-regulation, but it's really to empower, you know, um, the teachers at the or the paraprofessionals. It's we try to support everyone from, you know, the beginning of the day all the way to the end of the day. Um, and, you know, just having a base understanding, how do you introduce, you know, these tools to your students? How do you incorporate it into your curriculum? You know, how to make this stuff work not only for, you know, the user, uh, but also for the entire population of the school. Oftentimes, uh, there's a plan that's individualized. And once in a while, um, you know, the, the general population is, you know, also... Uh, is also benefiting from, you know, this layer upon layer of support and the different, um, you know, comprehensive in infrastructure. Thank you so much for saying that because I, I think it's so nice for the autism community to hear that, that, you know, it does benefit the other kids mm -hmm. in the classroom when we have these things in the mm -hmm. classroom with our kids that are there with extra support. Yes. It absolutely does. Uh, nothing incenses me more when someone insensitive says, well, I don't understand why we would have to pay for that. And my child, you know, doesn't need that. So you should pay for that and not realizing how much their child is well, also benefiting benefit. from yeah. the things that our kids. So Laura, where can people get a hold of you? If we've got teachers who are watching who say, okay, I want a piece of this. I, I want, uh, I want to see what these items are. And I want to see about, is it, is it a different place? to go to get the the support for the classroom than it is to buy the stuff or is it the same website it's the same website and that's um www.funandfunction.com okay, okay we've got it up there on the screen so everybody fun can see it and function.com well we think it's amazing what you guys are doing uh we have postponed three times now but very soon we're getting ready to do a big online conference that's called Autism in the Classroom, and I'd love for Fun and Function to be a part of that. We'd love to be there. Thrilling. Great. Okay, Thanks for and, joining and us. also want to tell people that what a great place to shop, what great stocking right. stuffers right. and things to add value to life. So holiday shopping is coming, and I uh, want to encourage people to go to funandfunction.com and get something cool for mm -hmm. everybody on your shopping list. I guarantee you, the, you know, fidgets, it's one of those things where uh, you can show it to anybody, mm -hmm. and then everybody wants to play with yeah. it, right? So, Laura, thank you for being here, and say hi to everybody at Fun and Function for us. Will do. Thanks again for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Bye Take bye. care. Bye-bye. Uh, we have. We're out of time. I we're pretty much out of time. Um, so let's talk we're a little talk bit about, about tomorrow. Tomorrow is a jam-packed show again. I'm just going down my list. We have a wonderful expert who's going to be here uh, from CARD answering questions. Um, We've got Bonnie Yates. We've already got a bunch of questions for Bonnie Yates that she's going to be here. I'm trying to think through the hour. Oh, and then we've got, um, <clears throat> we're, you know, we're continuing with our Festival of Toys. Right. There is this amazing, you know how much we loved Marble Runs when our kids were little? Yes. And it was such a great thing um, for therapy. So there's, uh, but then, you know, kids grow out mm -hmm. of Marble Runs mm -hmm. where it's no longer their thing at a certain age. 
Um, but there is this fabulous award-winning toy that we're featuring on our toy guide this year. It's called the Turing Tumble. And it's Turing after the scientist Turing. And basically what it is, it's a it's a really uh, a, a marble run on steroids. Oh. But it's for older kids. It's a puzzle-solving uh, marble run that teaches coding. Oh, that sounds cool. I know. And it is so much fun. So we're going to have uh, one of the owners from that company okay. uh, who's going to be with us. And and then we have another toy, but I'm going to leave it a mystery. Okay. Because uh, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've all uh, through the next few weeks, uh, you know, pretty much every hour, we're going to feature a toy okay. that just. Uh, lit my fire because right. there were so many of them. Right. Such great gifts. Um, so that'll be uh, from now until mid-December right, uh, before we get into the business of next year. Right. Uh, but thank you all for being here with us. It's been a really uh, lovely two hours with all of you. Uh, please give your, I, I, I don't know, have I got more time, Gabriel? We're, we're a little less than 30 seconds. Um, don't forget Go to the website, the new website. I desperately, desperately, desperately need people to go to beta.autism-live.com. And you can't just put in www. You have to do the HTTP, not S, colon, backslash, backslash. Go there, check it out. Check out the toy guide. You can buy toys. And again, I want to say this again. We don't benefit at all monetarily from the toys that you buy. It's not about that. It's about you asked for, right. we, we, you, first you asked for recommendations, we gave them to you, and then you said, make it easy for us, give us a link, woman, right. so that I don't have okay. to go look. So that's what it's that. about. And we did, it's there. All right. So, but check out the rest of the website too. There, okay. You have to go and look. There's I'm a, gonna, I'm gonna go a look. lovely little thing, if you, uh, there, uh, you'll see on the page, there's all these different things, but there is a place for you at the bottom that's just Nancy. You click on Nancy's okay. page and it shows you all the videos with Nancy. Oh really? It does, okay. I'm gonna you're have featured. To check it out. Um, uh, so it's fabulous. You it have to check it. it out. Yeah. All right. So uh, until tomorrow, give your kiddos a hug for me. Give yourselves a hug for me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye for now.